0: Good afternoon. My name is Jürgen Steinmetz, and I'm joining you today from Honolulu, Hawaii. Today is March 8th, 2021. And with me, as always, is Peter Talo. And I can only tell you, Peter, it's, it's raining here. Um, oh. you, you guys have a little bit better luck in Fort. Uh, no, you're in College Station, Texas, right. not Fort Lauderdale, Texas. No, no, We're at 70 degrees and we have blue skies. Wow. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. You're you're in the luck right now. I may not even be able to go swimming we, today. So <laughs> yeah,
1: we had our terrible ice storms, but now it's today's high was seventy two degrees, and um, the skies were blue, and there wasn't a cloud to be seen. So they must have all stayed in Hawaii.
0: No. No. Absolutely. Well, I'm we're very. Um, I'm very uh, exhausted because we now just recently in the last few hours finished our new website. Um, so if you see us on the new website, you will understand. If not, go to eTurboNews.com. It has a whole new look. And um, hopefully uh, you like it. Whether you like it or not like it, give us some your comments. because Let we, feedback. Let us know what yeah? you think. We would love to get your feedback. I, I think if we try to make it more clean, uh, we're integrating our videos. There are going to be three video channels on it and a podcast channel you can easily maneuver to. And uh, we cut down on advertising, also on ads between posts. Uh, what would hope- hopefully make it easier to uh, to maneuver between articles. So, just let us know. Well, I think the whole fact that you brought up the website to start
1: really the headline. I think today is the intersection of physical travel with um, cyber travel. Because at some level, the websites are a way that people are able to be connected with the world and not necessarily physically travel. On the other hand, I think much of the world is really tired of being home and tired of not being able to travel. And so we're seeing a real desire on the part of people to start physically moving and to be in contact with each other. And so we're seeing lots of It cross currents, maybe that's the way to look at it. We saw today the CDC gave information that was literally across purposes. By the time you're done reading what they have to say, you almost have no idea what they're saying. One of the big issues, (laughs) of course, is um, people traveling and crossing borders and how that's going to interact. Um, Many places have decided to give up the mask mandate. Other people think that's very uh, foolish. And so one of the issues is going to be, do people go, will we divide the world into mask world and the unmasked world? Or um, we're, we're, how will we see people traveling? Uh, so right now you're going to have some of the ironies that on a long flight, you have to wear a mask on the plane, but then when you get to where you're going, in many places, you could take the mask off. Now, again, I'm not recommending that. I'm just pointing out that's a reality that has to be looked at. And so I think the whole issue of people are just suffering from COVID fatigue. And how do we maintain this sense of um, urgency, this sense of um, really watching what needs to be done when a lot of people just don't want to trust government anymore. They just don't.
0: The government says X and they do the opposite. And that's really going to impact tourism. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Peter. And I have to say personally, I'm very disappointed um, with our administration here in the United States not to stick on the mandate for masks. It's simply too early. No one wants to wear a mask, of course not. It's not comfortable no matter how you see it. And it's something that well, is not natural, but it's necessary. Uh, We still have this virus just here in Hawaii where our virus numbers are very low, but just today um, we detected the South African strain of the virus. So this is not finished yet. The mask is necessary. There are not enough people vaccinated to even justify this. So I don't really know what is going on. The the other thing, also the advice we're getting from the CDC now ever since um, this a uh, mask uh, topic is a major topic, is literally an advice which is not correct. There is a need for people to wear KN95 and N95 masks. These are the more protective masks. And for the CDC, cloth mask and uh, regular surgical masks are completely okay. And they're not recommending to wear the other mask. And well, you understand it, it, it's not only a question of cloth masks, the CDC
1: today, it's definitely indicated that if you've been vaccinated, you don't need a mask at all if you with other vaccinated people. Now, some people are going to applaud that and say, that's brilliant. Other people will say that's really dangerous because you don't know where somebody else might, you, you can still infect someone even if you have had your vaccinations. So we don't really know, What we're getting is cross information from the CDC. It's not yes. clear, precise. And it seems like every day they contradict what they said the last day.
0: And so what happens is the public doesn't take it seriously. No, absolutely. And every state is different. I mean, every country is different. uh, There are states out there where people simply don't wear a mask and uh, think mask wearing is just a bad habit. And there are other states where you get fined record amount of money if you don't wear a mask. So there is no consistent guideline in this country, and that is, for me, it's very disappointing. Well, one of the things, I think it's, you know, throughout the world, there
1: are now inconsistent guidelines. So I don't think it's only in the United States. But I think the real issue is how easy do we make it or not make it for people to travel? So, for example, when I got my second um, vaccination, I was given a card. I then had a second card made and had it laminated so that it's put into my passport. But in reality, nobody knows if these cards are fraudulent or not fraudulent. Uh, And there has been talk of maybe we should have a universal uh, green card of some level or travel card that people can say, this card will be recognized every place. The problem is everybody has different standards. It's kind of like crime in tourism, that there's no one standard of criminality. There's no one standard of crime. And secondly, it will be incredibly easy to um, to replicate um, illegally, to falsify. Now, I would rather see than that type of card that a chip or something be put into your passport or into your driver's license. Certainly our driver's license in Texas have the black strip on the back of them and uh, it has all our information. So just like when you put your credit card through, the same thing can be done with a driver's license or a passport. And that would indicate at the time that you got your second vaccine, Yes, you have now been vaccinated twice. And it would be very, and that would be, you, it could be fraudulent. So when you take that, and then you have, of course, the horror that's going on on the Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, California border, where you have children by themselves, where you have kids and now, where they don't call them uh, cages anymore. They now call them reception centers, but it's the same You know, It's the same building, they just changed the name. And so many people are now coming across the border who have COVID. As you know, Greyhound um, bus lines now refusing to uh, let people on. Uh, Many of the airlines have stopped or are demanding proof before they'll let anybody on. And because they're overloaded and there's no social distancing anymore, they're just sending people around the United States, including Hawaii. And uh, that will be a real issue because we could be now up to well over there. It's, we don't know how many illegal people we have in the United States, maybe 11 million, maybe 30 million, but we may have at least a million a year or more coming. And many of those people will bring COVID. And so problem now the public sees is wear a mask, but my government's gonna let lots of people who are sick cross the border. And so that's a real issue. But I think we need to have some level of indicating that yes, I have been legitimately vaccinated. And that could be with a driver's license. It could be with, uh, most states are like Texas. They had the black band on the driver's license. And so you can easily, um, you know, use that driver's license like a credit card. You know, It's not a credit card, but you can use it that way.
0: Or uh, your passport. Yeah, and this is really a good idea. And uh, hopefully uh, authorities are, um, Listening. You have to be progressive in, on this. You know, there is really no time. We all want the travel and tourism business to come back, and this is an excellent way of speeding it up. And if uh, people can agree on a global basis to do this, it would definitely do wonders for economies, specifically in areas that are relying on the travel and tourism industry.
1: Yeah, so when someone gets on a plane, they don't have to go through all the pain of that issue. They don't have to go get an exam 72 hours prior. Uh, They can do it right away. And now I understand also that they have this new breathalyzer test that can be done right at the airport like two minutes before you get on the plane. And again, that would really simplify things radically um, and make it so much easier for travel if you don't have to go and get a test and have a swab and, you know, uh, you could just, speak to the person and a little sign comes up and says, good to go, and you get on the plane. Yeah,
0: this is actually in, in Europe it's going on. I, I know in Germany, if you wanted to see a concert or go to an event, you can actually, uh, depending on what type of event and, and where you sit, if you either you have to be vaccinated or you have to show that there is a negative test. And this is the type of test what gives you a result within minutes I think it's only good for a few days or for three days, uh, but it's required in uh, Germany, for example, to go to public events. So that would maybe give us a chance to open on church yeah, they, again. They're using uh, that
1: also in Israel, where it's, right. um, you know, whenever you go to a public, it's it takes under a minute. And it also would allow the biggest problem in much of the world, and that is the closure it's not a tourism problem, but it's, it is a travel problem. And that is the closure of school systems. And the fact that children have been assigned to um, learning via computer, of course, they're learning much less than in classroom learning. So parents can't leave because somebody has to supervise the children. And of course, the suicide rates since COVID began and they closed the school systems is enormous. So they, uh, and that's both in Europe, the United States, in Asia, with suicide rates have gone up by almost 300%, by three times what they were on normal years, because children are isolated one from the other. So if they could go each day, just before they got into school, hello, how are you? And that's enough to take the breath, a test, and then, okay, come on in. That's gonna make life really
0: so much simpler for everybody. Yeah, no, absolutely. this is a whole new monster. It's uh, the mental health system, I think, is uh, going to see um, some hard times, even when we're done with corona. And uh, well. Oh, it's a long time. And one of the things that really helps mental health
1: is travel. And because there has not been any travel, and because people can't get on a plane as much, and they can't get away just to clear their minds or, you know, recalibrate in order to do better at work or whatever. We're we're, we're attached to our computer into our home office, literally our office in the home, not our home office, but our office in the home. Um, We're gonna see long-term mental health. We're seeing major problems with uh, families falling apart, divorces, um, children not being uh, taken care of or anger. And so all those are really gonna be long-term Impacts of this coronavirus. Yes.
0: Well, w- there's still going to be years, I think, before we really can get to some kind of a normal what is accepted by everyone. And we just all have to get through there. It's nothing we can do um, except for protecting ourselves. And, and this is why wearing a mask, washing your hands, and all these things are so important. Well, I think, you know, this is also
1: something that um, some of these passport ideas that we've discussed today would really be valuable for the World Tourism Network. Uh, Of course, we had our uh, last Friday and be wherever your Friday was, a Thursday night or Friday, depending where you are in the world, uh, our celebration or our anniversary, maybe is a better word, for the founding of the World Tourism Network. It came out of pain, but I'm hoping um, that we sowed tears, let's hope that we reap and joy, and um, that the World Tourism Network goes beyond just COVID becomes some way that small businesses and medium-sized businesses can work together around the world. And maybe one of the things they can do is push for the idea of a chip in your passport or in your, most countries have an identity card, so it could be, you know, in, in this uh, magnetic strip on the uh, identity card, where almost every state in the United States has a magnetic strip on its uh, driver's license. So again, those would be really great ways that people would be able to travel, not be fearful. And then if we could push for instant testing, that's going to allow, boy, life is going to be so much easier and it's going to really solve a lot of mental health problems.
0: No, absolutely. This is a good idea. And this is hopefully it's just a matter of a short time period before this is implemented. It probably takes just a few countries and a few states to start this system before others uh, go yeah, along with this.
1: I That's something I'd like to see the World Tourism Network do. Is really Absolutely.
0: It's, um, it could be a really good project.
1: Yes. I think, yes, and hopefully some of our listeners, many of the people who listen to us are in the WTN. And if you're not, you should be. Maybe it would be good just for the ending tonight. Tell us a little bit about how the whole uh, marking of one year uh, went on Friday, and also, what do you think we accomplished over this last year? This has been probably the toughest year in tourism, um, and one of the good things that did come out of it was World
0: Tourism Network, but what did we accomplish, and what are our goals? Well, at least we, we, we got people talking, and uh, we are, I think we were able to get people from um, the government level, from the ministerial level, to tour guides. Um, talking to each other, what is very important. And this is what Zoom can do for you. In in meetings, um, it's it's kind of a segregated, um, they're probably kind of segregated events. You have the ministers talking to each other, and you have the tourism boards talking to each other. uh, But the small guy who runs a small travel business is usually not part of this discussion. And I think that's what the World Tourism Network was able to do uh, to get uh, people from different kinds of life and uh, different business background we're all facing the same problem to share ideas and hopefully these ideas uh, turned at least in some places to action and could make a difference and that is really what I think now the time is coming that really we can think about reopening our tourism industry once enough people get vaccinated. So the role for World Tourism Network would become quite a bit more important as we go along. Well, that's really, you know,
1: I think a good way maybe to end because we started the year and started our discussion today somewhat with tragedies and challenges, but I think we're ending with hope. And um, I'm hoping that the year 2021 or even better stated, by this time next year, which would be March of 2022, we're looking at uh, the whole COVID experience as a historical experience. And we're talking about what what lessons did we learn and what mistakes did we make? And we can see it in the rearview mirror instead of in front of us. Um, Of course, that's a hope, that's not a fact, but um, I think it's an important hope. And I think if we all work together And if we we all become part of the World Tourism Network, this is a way that tourism can speak with one voice and can really turn tragedy into um, hope and we can take despair and make it uh, a chance for
0: revival and a, a real renaissance of the tourism world. Wonderful, Peter. Nicely said. Thank you. And uh, whoever wants to join the uh, World Tourism Network, just go to wtn.travel. And if you wanted to listen to the session again, just go to livestream.travel, and uh, you have a chance to do this. And, and check uh, out the new website. And you can go to the new website. Absolutely, there's a link right on top. Uh, upcoming events, upcoming events means also archived events, so you can see both. Okay. So again,
1: that's a combination of past and future all right peter
0: all All right right. okay i'll
1: talk to you tomorrow very very biblical way of seeing the world (laughs) (laughs) bye-bye okay thank you aloha bye-bye